Yeah, all good. Cool. Let's do it. What are we saying? So on this episode today, what we're going to be talking about is grief. Grief is something that we're kind of given the impression that it's something that it's incredibly private, something that's kind of spoken about in terms of being something that's very close to our hearts. Like we never really get to see it being shared on like a, a large platform, but I've actually recently got in contact with a new friend of mine, Georgia, who's going to talk us through uh, grief and grievance and just kind of the aspects of what it is and how it's kind of portrayed in the media and just kind of like processing it and whatnot. And I think it's great that the way that Georgia actually kind of puts this across on her platform. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Georgia Wickramaratna. It's quite long. It's a Sri Lankan name. Um, And I sort of started on my, I mean, being vocal about grief on my Instagram, really, when my, when it was the one year um, death anniversary of my dad, who is technically my stepdad, but was my father for 20 years, um, which is kind of why my whole thing ties up um, into that intersection of sort of race and grief, if you like because I don't look anything like him because I'm black and he's he was a Sri Lankan man um, and therefore no one took my grief seriously to be honest when he passed everyone looked to like my half siblings who were his kids um, and sort of like put them on a level higher than me which is something I sort of struggled with and no one really acknowledged it and it was on the one year and um I don't know, I never know what to call it, death anniversary, anniversary, whatever that is, um, of his passing. I was on um, Google and I was just like, grief as a stepchild, because I just, I felt so isolated. So I just, I wanted um, to feel less alone, really. And then, but there was nothing then, like you said, Greg, like before we started, like it's only a certain kind of voice that you hear, like generally, Um, So I wrote like a blog post called Grief as a Stepchild and it did quite well and um, I talk about grief as much as possible and it's put me in touch with some amazing people that have completely changed my life. So yeah, that's a little bit about it. It's incredible that all it can really take is kind of just like one action, one like one blog post that Mm. you're saying there for you to kind of become connected with people that are either in similar positions to yourself or have similar sorts of um, thoughts around the topic. And I, I think it's great that you've kind of created this space where people can feel safe in mourning and in grief, whether they're actually like blood relation or not. Like mm-hmm. you're, like you're saying that you were a stepchild and you weren't really given the same kind of privilege and understanding and mm-hmm. ability to kind of vocalize your grief and your understanding, but your, um, your half siblings were. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm, I'm just, I, I have so much respect for you kind of creating the space and being able to kind of voice your grief, even though there's, there is no blood relation, but you can still kind of grieve all the much the same as someone that is kind of tied by blood. So yeah, fair play I to think, you for that. Um, being vocal about it, if I'm being completely honest, um, I think it's sort of, I'm, I'm proud of myself for doing it, but it also makes me sad that I, I feel the need to be so vocal at times because it's almost like because I wasn't given that initial respect I feel like I have to you know keep reminding people like no 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 this was my dad this was my dad too um but I I feel like at the beginning maybe it was more that whereas now it's just the norm um but yeah initially it was born from a place of having something to prove 
um, rather than being brave. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's great because you've kind of you've acted independently on this and mm-hmm. you've kind of been able to co-found so many spaces for people to kind of feel safe and I just think it's great that it's kind of stemmed from you telling your story to the point that so many others have kind of came forward to you with submissions about the grief mm-hmm. that they've been living through and I, I just think it's brilliant that you've managed to create a space that we don't necessarily get to see in the public mm-hmm. eye. Like what we're saying just before this, we kind of spoke about how when the media kind of talks about someone's passing and when grief mm-hmm. happens and usually, and even when it's like um, like um, musicians and artists and whatnot, it's usually the people that we get to see. I, I know that it's, it's not always like this, but usually when it is, it's always, um, it's white people. It's white mm-hmm. people that kind of, get put forward in the media being like oh it's amazing that the work that they did and that they were they were an amazing person they did so much for us in the war they did this they did that and there's like big ceremonies and whatnot but when it actually comes to uh people of color or people from Mm -hmm. the black community BIPOC like whatever terminology is that you want to use we don't really get to see that and even with like the passing of like Trayvon Martin and the only place that we actually kind of get to see any form of grievance is on social media we don't get to see it on yeah. tv screens or anything like that it's yeah always... and it's usually some traumatic um mm-hmm. killing yeah absolutely i mean the space that we're speaking about is the grief safe space on instagram and i've mm-hmm. co-founded it with five other girls who are all from different um um i'm trying to i, I never know how to like <laughs> like say it, like pc like different like different brown and black wonderful ladies from all over the world Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um it was after the george floyd uh movement if you like and that whole conversation was going on and amber jeffrey she's from the grief gang podcast she got in touch with me and was like i want to sort of put this space together and of of course it's going to be a grief page um but the actual issue we're tackling is like a race issue, but just within the grief community. Because like you said, a lot of what you hear generically is, or generally is white voices. And I was saying to you before we started, I, I think from my experience, it's because black and brown cultures are usually more reserved with any kind of negative emotion. It's seen as like sure. being really weak and it's within cultures to sort of brush things under the carpet and just, you know, put on a good face and move on. Um, but I think especially like our generations and the Gen Z or whatever, like we're not, we're not, we can't move on. We, it's not sort of like in our social construct. Um, mm-hmm. People need to talk more. Um, so yeah, so we put this space together. Yeah. And it's been amazing. I mean, it's, it's, it is absolutely amazing, but I think sometimes it can be quite heavy because talking about grief and things, any griever will know, it can be triggering and you never know how you're going to feel on a certain day or, and like constantly churning out content to do with your own personal grief. So like that's so deep, it can be a bit draining and receiving these submissions. I mean, they're one of the most beautiful things ever that people trust mm-hmm. us with their stories like this. I mean, some of the stories, like I'm there like reading the submissions just in tears. And then I just feel so proud of myself and these wonderful women that, you know, we've created a space that people can share these things. It's wild. It's beautiful just to kind of have like this collective space where everyone's able to share. And I can I can only imagine like it must 
you must kind of have to have some sort of like boundaries in place to mm-hmm. kind of stop like your own like emotional triggers being set mm-hmm. off and I have no idea what these necessarily could be but I just think that even with the space that you've created you've still managed to be so inclusive with the stories mm-hmm. that you've been able to share people that have lost like partners to um cancer people that have mm-hmm. lost them um, relations to gun violence and mm-hmm. just the fact that you are able to kind of talk about how like grief is something that kind of eats away at you and like you make it very real and very raw and you mm-hmm. help people understand the fact that grief isn't something that just passes no. it's something that can stay with people forever it's it's kind of yeah, similar I mean, to trauma in that I sense yeah lost my dad I always like if someone spoke about grief um, I always like was just like oh like would think that's like sadness like an intense sadness or something and mm-hmm. what I've learned is it is like a whole other this is going to sound so like wishy-washy but I don't know how to articulate it in this moment but it's it is like um a whole other plane of existence in a way like it's completely changed who I am it's completely changed how I view the world and it's it's I would say okay I don't know how how I don't know appropriate what I'm about to say is but I don't know um something to compare it to I guess in how it sits with you is maybe if someone develops some sort of like suddenly has gets like anxiety or PSD and it's something they have to like work around and incorporate into their lives it's almost like that like it becomes you and then you have to work becomes a part of you sorry and Mm -hmm. then you have to sort of navigate around that now yeah like it's um it's an aspect of your life that you've kind of got to integrate yes into how you kind of make your way through life yeah I totally get you yeah so um you mentioned the with the grief safe space and mm-hmm. the grief gang, it's mainly it's mainly talking about um, how grief is well. Grief is something that can affect all of us, but in the sense with the grief gang and the grief safe space, it's more it's more like racially driven. Would that be the right way well, of kind of putting it the, across? The space that we've always been very um, well, we've tried to be very clear about. It's it's about representation, not segregation. Mm-hmm. The space is for everyone, yeah, and I will say, like me and the girls always talk about are white followers like I I think in a funny way the majority of our followers are white and the support Mm -hmm. is amazing it's a space for everybody grief is grief you know it it, it doesn't it's not just for like black and brown grievers but the stories that we tell um the the voices we like to amplify are those voices is because there's not many spaces for those voices elsewhere if that but grief is grief like everyone is welcome I don't even know if there even is a correct answer to this whatsoever, mm-hmm. but can you think of any particular reason as to why black and brown voices are not given the emphasis that they are given in terms of grief? I think I kind of mentioned it briefly before, and even before we started the call, I think it's it's generally because of the black and brown communities themselves, like um, grief, take grief out of the equation for a sec, Any any sort of negative emotion or connotation or any 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 sort of thing that isn't like I don't know I, I don't know just in my experience like with my family sometimes growing up any anything like mental illness is another good example like it's not you don't they're not spoken about you just sort of put your best foot forward and carry on you and you just mm-hmm. you, you don't you don't people don't like to talk about things that make them uncomfortable like that you just you push through so I feel like maybe this trickles in to how um 
like we view the world then because I mean for me it's taken me a very long time to be able to talk about my mental health and my grief and things like this and not feel weak and even sometimes it does trigger me to do it because I still mm-hmm. feel that like oh that like not not necessarily judgment but it's just not something that we do um okay. so it is sort of like breaking breaking sort of generational um pathways is that is that the right yeah, term? I, I I could agree with that yeah. yeah I kind of feel like in nowadays when it comes to mental health like we've got um yeah, even we've got like uh, the UK government right now talking about mental health awareness and mm-hmm. promoting a, men- a young person's mental health ambassador. The main thing that we kind of need more than anything else right now is kind of a means to actually kind of, rather than raise awareness, we kind of need to have kind of the um, the amenities in place to actually know how to process the, this sort of information and know how to treat these feelings and emotions as opposed to just raising awareness to it and how with Gen Z and millennials and whatnot kind of process mm-hmm. grief and mental illness and whatnot, our way of kind of dealing with it is it's, well, white people in particular from mm-hmm. that I know from my own experience and from my friends is that when we talk about our emotions, it's, it's very vocalised, it's very public. It's about putting it out there and just kind of making it aware. I don't think it's like an attention thing or anything like that. I just generally think it's a way that we kind of just know how to deal with it because if mm-hmm. we kind of speak about it in that particular way, we kind of have that certainty without even realizing that we're absolutely going to be heard. But mm. I can I can understand where the where you're coming from there. Well, I can't say that I can understand like being a white man, but mm-hmm. I can kind of I can empathize with the situation where you kind of feel that BIPOC people are more inclined to kind of keep things private because these aren't necessarily given the emphasis and mm-hmm. the voice that you deserve. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I think you, you, I think the two of what we've said, like two, two, two like major reasons. One, it's not like what I said. It's not really in our like communities to 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 be like that. And also, what you've said of that there's no certainty that it's going to get anywhere. So yeah. the two together, it it creates a block. I think naturally, and also this is just me speculating from my own experiences. Mm-hmm. No, I appreciate the speculation because like it's it's cruelly managing to create waves within the mental health community within itself. Like it's Mm -hmm. great that you're able to kind of get people speaking and the fact that you've actually got predominantly white followers able to kind of just sit and listen to actually Mm -hmm. the voices that they don't normally get to hear. And I think that's great. You've managed to kind of cultivate this space. Like it really is a a fantastic group that you've came to co-found. And I think that's brilliant. And I love that. And yeah um I think we've covered like I think we've covered some really really good stuff there and unfortunately we've kind of hit the time limit there but um (gasps) I really really respect like you being able to kind of take that time to sit and speak to me about something that we don't normally get to hear about and Mm -hmm. I can only hope that your platform grows and grows from here and more people are able to kind of speak on these sorts of things so I respect that thank Thank you thank you so much for your time and for having me it's been a pleasure it has been an absolute pleasure and I hope everybody else kind of is able to fall like if you are able to follow um Georgia either through my page or if you're able to look up the grief safe space on Instagram there's also the grief gang and there's multiple other pages that are all linked within those bios and I would highly recommend that anyone that listens to this to follow those pages as it's an insight that you could completely not really benefit from and it's an insight that you may not necessarily have had within your life and yeah 
George is amazing as well. So that's oh, another person you. that you can follow also. But yeah, <laughs> um, thank you for your time, George. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Love that.